This week on the Time Blaster Toy Cast, it's been a while, so let's have another game night. The Turbo Wheel is back, and with her, she's brought nine more vintage and modern board games for us to play. So find a seat at the table and rip open that bag of Doritos, because this party is getting started right after this break. Welcome to the Toy Cast. Toy Cast. You are the super soakers for the Time Blast. Time blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch pad. It's the Time Blast. Time of blast. The toy Cast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to check out the official ToyCast YouTube channel at Time Blaster ToyCast. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. The Time Blaster toy line is now open. Leave us your reviews, thoughts, or comments via voice message, or you can shoot us a text at 734-494-2292. Alrighty, folks, summer is almost here, so crack open a cold one and get ready for this following journey that you're about to take with us. A 60-minute time limit is in place, and we are ready to introduce today's topic. Whether it's a roll of the dice, dealing cards, mental focus, or a timer, one thing is certain, there's a combination of luck and strategic skill when it comes to games. Turbo is back, and nine lucky games will randomly be discussed. Presenting today, the Time Blaster Toycast Game Night. And now for your hosts, they're weighing in today with the stress of fatherhood and fanfare of figures with actions. When having a game night with these two, board games should be called fun games, because you'll never be bored. They are the reigning, defending, toy cast tag team champions of the world at the Retro KO Joe at Time Blaster Toys Keith, together known as the Time Blaster Toy Cast. All right, boys, are we ready for the second annual Time Blaster Toy Cast game night? Let's go. Game night, baby. It's been a long time. When was that first game night, Dave? Oh, months October, ago. I believe. Months and End months of September, ago. early October, something. That's crazy. It's been a long time. So we've got Turbo loaded up. She's got nine vintage and modern board games that for us to discuss. I can't wait. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, it's been a while since we've done a, a game night. There's a there's a lot that's been happened since the first game night. <laughs> we did interview you know uh, one of the leaders in the gaming industry and Jim Pressman. That was wild. So, so that was pretty cool. That came out of the first game night uh, episode. Yeah, it really, it really did. So and, who knows? Maybe after this, we'll be in you know interviewing the inventor of one of my most favorite ninety games. But I won't talk about <laughs> it just yet. Do you think we could interview maybe Milton? Bradley. <laughs> Can we get Mr. Bradley brothers. on here, please? One of the Parker brothers would be great. <laughs> Milton and or Bradley. No, Jim Pressman was awesome. Like, it was awesome. We should call Jim up and give him, you know, get an update, get a little discussion going for a second time. Right. Did, when we for, when we talked to Jim, did mm-hmm. the Time Blaster toy line exist yet? I don't believe so. It may. Did it? It might have. I'm not sure. It's so long ago. It I, is, honestly. It's like eight months ago. But nonetheless, the Time Blaster <laughs> toy line has been hot. And folks, you want to talk to us? Leave us a voicemail, just like our good friend, Mailman Andy, did. And we're going to play that for you here, folks, in just a minute. So hit us at Toyline. What is that number again? 734-494-2292, the Time Blaster Toyline. Nothing makes us happier, guys, than getting a message from you in regards to a past episode. Mailman Andy was just chiming in on what he thought of video stores. So Joe's got it ready to go. Let's play it right now. Hey, guys. It's everyone's favorite mailman, Mailman Andy. 
uh, just finished the videotape memories episode, and man, video stores weren't that big in my life, but they were big for video games. We had a local mom and pop shop called Video Biz that was right down the block from us that didn't use a card membership, it used a PIN number, a four-digit PIN number, and to this day, that PIN number is mine and my sister's ATM numbers, our phone unlocks, always the easiest numbers to remember. But yeah, I was big into renting video games more than anything else. Videos, they're alright, but come on, get a new N64 game, get a new PlayStation game that I was never going to get for my parents to buy me it every week. It was great. Love the podcast, guys. Have a great day. Mailman Andy, we appreciate the message. And that's funny, right? Like, when you come up with a PIN number, I, <laughs> yeah. I know in the case of... In you know, in the case of my history, when I was got my first job at Kmart, yeah, you know what I mean. You get that first paycheck, and you got to mm-hmm. do something with it. Yeah, and there's a TCF bank inside the Kmart, mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, I guess I'll open a checking account, and I got to right. create that first pin, mm-hmm. and you just you know, number just comes in your head. That's my pin to this day. Same one. You know, I, mean, I just made it up. I didn't have a cool like video store memory like Mailman Andy to yeah. tie it back to, mm-hmm. but. Pretty pretty great, huh? That is pretty cool that it's yeah, the, still around. I mean, like uh, we had what Kevin uh, a couple weeks ago with his voice message. Now we got mailman Eddie. Kev- Kevin left us another voicemail thanking us for playing it. Made his day. Mm-hmm. Compared us to some He-Man figures, so very very cool. <laughs> and um, yeah, but Andy talking about the video games there. That's like the alternate side of what we're talking about here today, which is board games which is game night and we're not just sticking it to the board games we're mm-hmm. taking it all encompassing this time we sure are so we've got nine games to go but before we get into the games guys i think it's time right for what episode are we on 65 66 66 maybe 66 uh, see, i'm moving in my chair you guys hear that hear, uh, that, I hear sque- it. that squeaky chair that i've been sitting in for 65 <laughs> or 6 episodes it's getting retired today, boys. So the Pac-Man chair mm. is being retired. I am now going to sit on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stool, and hopefully it doesn't squeak for the next year and a half like this last one has. It's the end of an era. So go ahead and play it play is. Pac-Man out, Joe. Play a, play a song <laughs> over this right now. He's being retired. Taps. I know. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Moment of silence for the Pac-Man All right. stool. All right. You've served me well, Pac-Man chair. So I'm out, now I'm on a TMNT. So that squeaking sound you guys have been hearing forever it will hopefully go away. Hopefully. All right. Are we ready, boys? I'm ready. You know what? I'm ready. I missed Turbo. Like, that's what I'm most excited about today because I feel like it's been a long time since we've had a Turbo. It so, has. Turbos are just so fun. Yeah. You and don't game, know what's... And it's a game night, so we know it's about to be fun. So what's going to be first? We got to spin Turbo and find out. What's it going to be? Totally unknown. Roulette bot option. Let's... I brought, I brought some oddballs this time, guys, just for the record. <laughs> All right, let's spin. Oh, I love the sound of Turbo. We're landing on Scattergories? Scattergories. <laughs> classic game. Yeah, this is one of the more popular games, I think, on the whole list. Um, For sure. <laughs> it's a, a, a party game staple. Came out uh, in 1988 by Parker Brothers. However, Hasbro bought the rights to it in 89, and it was released under Milton Bradley. Uh, late 89, so Christmas 89 was when it first kind of came out for that season. So kind of kind of cool that it went from two of the biggest gaming uh, companies mm-hmm. within its first year of release. Yeah. Even triggered a game show. It was so popular then in 1993, much like Pictionary kind of triggered Win, Lose, or Draw. There was a Scattergories game show hosted by Dick Clark. I was going to say, who was the host? And Chuck Woolery <laughs> actually like, subbed in for a few episodes. So pretty cool 
Pretty cool. In between trivia. love connection tapings. <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably, yeah, love connection. And then, you know, win, lose, or draw, it ended. So Skaterooter is kind of a new thing. But this was a game. Um, I actually got a good story about that I'll get to at the end. But um, you had, like, tw- you had cards with 12 categories on them. You played the card. Those were going to be your 12 categories. And you had, like, a 20-sided dice. Mm-hmm. You'd roll the dice, then whatever letter came up, you'd go through, and everybody playing the game would have, like, a pen and paper with the categories, and you'd write down... Uh, a, a vegetable that starts with K, a president that starts with K. It might be, you know, whatever the category might be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's up to a possible ability of 144 categories. Um, but yeah, the timer, I think, was three minutes. So when you flip That's that That's a timer, long timer. It is. It is a long timer, but, you know, you, you're going through 12 categories and you're trying to think of, I mean, if that letter that rolls over is something obscure, but like a K, yeah. you're going to be... Oh my God! I gotta think of an author that starts with K. Do you and think every letter was on that dice? Could well, you, could, twenty. Oh, so okay. I, I was I think, gonna say X wasn't on there. I think X, Y, and Z were all one. Mm, um, that would I believe. Sense. I think Q was with something else, or it might have been like. I think yeah. they had it. They figured it out. Every letter was represented in a way, I believe. Um, but yeah, there's been a couple incarnations through the years. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, my biggest memory of this game was as an adult, actually, and it was the first time. Uh, my parents got a house in Alabama in like 2002, so it's in Northwest Alabama, and it was like going to be like a summer vacation, like go to spot, hit the mm-hmm. pool on the river, very cool place. So we went down there as a family. The very first time they opened the house, it was ours. It was just a super cool trip. We're only 30 to 45 minutes away from the Jack Daniels like distillery. Okay, it's in Tennessee. And uh, so everyone, most everyone took a trip there. Me and, like, my mom hung out at the house, and I, like, fished all day, took a boat out, whatever. So that night, everyone gets back from Jack Daniels. We're playing categories. Mm -hmm. My younger brother, Nick, is playing with us. And we're like, all right, we're going through it. The dice rolls. It's a J. And I'm going through. And every answer he had was (laughs) Jack Daniels. (laughs) (laughs) On his category sheet. So the first thing that came up was author. It's like author. He puts Jack Daniels. We just busted out laughing. So everybody goes around with their answers and we go to the next category. I mean, needless to say, some of it was disputed and some of it was debatable, but Jack Daniels was a quality answer for about six or seven of those categories. And, and he was probably like, how old would he have been at the time? Maybe like 12 or 13. So he didn't even really know, but he sure. just knows... It's a J. Hey, we went to the Jack Daniels. <coughs> that was a vacation spot today. This guy must be famous. That's hilarious. <laughs> and he won. <laughs> he won that round. He won that round for sure. Scategories is a great game. Played it many yeah. times in my life, right? So it came out in what decade? 80s? Late, like 80, late 80, 80s, yeah. yeah. Wow, I would have guessed it was even older than that. But yeah, it's going to be hard to top the old Jack Daniels category story. No, I'm not going to try. try. I'm not going to try. I say <laughs> that, we no, just I mean, ended a on of, that. A lot of good memories with it. I mean, that was one of the few games as a teenager and young adult that I remember playing a lot. Like mm-hmm. it was just one of the ones at the house we had everything for, and yeah, you had you know it was kind of a fun game to play with a group of people. Mm-hmm. Perfect game. All right, right, so we're going from categories to what? Let's spin and find out. Turbo. Oh, boy. Oh, we are landing on Shark Attack. Okay. Repressed childhood trauma. (laughs) (laughs) So Shark Attack, uh, this game, I believe, was another 88 game. Milton Bradley. Yep, 88, Milton Bradley. 
Um, it came with a game board and four fish that of different colors. And there was white, orange, green, and yellow. I believe it I might believe have been so. red. It might have been red. But I know white, orange, green, and red, maybe. Anyhow, there was two dice. So the reason there's two dice is because there's only four colors, so you need to have an even number of opportunities. Each side of the dice had a different colored sticker on it. So you had white, green, red, or orange. Uh, and then between the two, so there's 12 options. Total, three for each color. You roll the dice. Whatever color comes up, you move your fish a spot. Mm-hmm. You're hoping for that double boy. <laughs> While you're moving your fish around this board, the shark is coming. It's a motorized shark with oh, a sea Oh, I was going to say, who's it. controlling the shark? So there's a pin. So it's like a pin in the middle with like an arm that comes out. Mm-hmm. And then the shark is motorized. Battery operated like a sea battery. So this boy ate those sea batteries, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you turn that thing on, and it, it crept along. And as it would as it would roll forward, like just it was mech, uh, motorized enough to where it knew, all right, we're going to go this far. We're going to stop. It's going to control the hinge of the mouth to come up mm-hmm. and close and it's going to go this far come up and close so the object of the game is to roll the dice and get your fish in front of all the others because as the shark's coming and swallowing the other fish you want to be the last fish uh alive and swimming around and that's how you board. win yeah or games do you gotta last get, or do you got to get to the end or you just got to be the last fish last fish last fish oh so that yeah. shark is he's eating a lot mm-hmm. he, he, he gets them he gets them i mean you're playing with four people and like if the three of us are playing you're rolling that dice, and you're, you're hoping for, for double Sounds green. like the games go by quick. Yes. They do. Quick yeah. games. You get a lot in. Um, played this a lot as a little, little kid. This mm-hmm. was probably like a birthday or Christmas present, mm-hmm. 1990 most likely. And I do remember taking this to show and tell in first grade. So how old are you in first grade? Six? Yes. Yeah. So first grade, I remember taking it to show and tell, playing it with some kids in school. And uh, that thing did, like I said, battery did not last very long. Probably got 15 games in that day. Mm -hmm. Dead. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds like a fun game. I know it's a game I never played. Joe, what about you? You I played this shark attack memories. I played, man, that shark gave me anxiety as a child (laughs) because you were just, you were trying to roll and go as fast as you can. Yeah. (laughs) That damn shark. You're rolling and if one person really gets that die that throws a bad throw of the dice and mm-hmm. you're scrambling to find the oh boy it's oh scary. yeah you gotta keep them dice close yeah you gotta keep it controlled and there's always a wild dice roller in the bunch <laughs> <laughs> get your uh, dice etiquette on lock please but yeah shark attack i mean awesome commercial too i oh, recommend everyone commercial. go back to watch it there's a couple different <clears throat> versions of the commercials out there through the years but it was definitely a hot Late 80s, early 90s game, and I feel like by 93, this thing was done. That was such a important part of these games that we grew up with, is mm-hmm. the commercials, right? Oh, yeah. Because the toy companies, they had 30 seconds to sell you on this, right? You know, as a kid, you're in a toy store like Toys R Us or Children's Palace. I mean, I know in my case, I'm not even really looking at board games. I'm there no. to look at action figures, yep. right? Yep. So you can't rely on the box art alone to sell. You got to have an ad on TV. So that's why so many of these board games had excellent commercials with the most like earwormy theme songs ever to mm-hmm. get you to, you know, the game I'm going to talk about later. We just pulled right. the commercial up earlier and I started singing the, <laughs> All the, the, words the commercial <laughs> word for word. I haven't seen it in 25 years. It just gets stuck in your head. And yeah, yeah Shark Attack, I've watched the commercial. Like that commercial sells the game. It does. You know, better than any marketing agency could ever come up with. Yep. Crazy. All right, we ready to spin? Yep, let's do it. Let's do it.
and that was in the cartoon era too. So you're watching your cartoons, you're gonna have a jingling commercial yeah. right along with it. Just constant entertainment. Oh, oh Dave, man. you getting the clean sweep I get today? The clean man. sweep, jeez, I can sit back. <laughs> oh my man, feet up. we landed on Mr. Bucket. <laughs> Three in a row for Dave. That's He's never gonna, happened. That has never happened. Turbo, Dave's turbo going. first. You put turbo over. She made sure all man. your picks came I first. Know, I like. I mean, I, I kind of like having one near the end there, but nonetheless, <laughs> right? Thank you, Turbo. Um, <laughs> <sighs> hitting in the th- one, two, and three holes. So who's hitting cleanup? We're about to find out next. Mr. Bucket, 1990, Milton Bradley, uh, which then, I believe, in 2007 got resurrected by Pressman Toys mm-hmm. yes. and has been rocking with Pressman for the last uh, 16 years. Uh, but it's a plastic motorized bucket. I believe there's four colored balls in there with four little shovels. Uh, I think there's three of each ball. or f- I think there's 12 total balls. And basically, you throw all the balls in there. Mr. Bucket shoots them out of his mouth. I think he takes two AA batteries. So not a battery eater quite like, uh, not a C battery eater quite like Shark Attack, but he moves around, spins in a circle, mm-hmm. shoots the balls out of his mouth. you got to scoop them up, throw them in Mr. Bucket. And then is the goal to get all three, I can't remember if the goal is to get all three back in his mouth or if the timer ran out and he just had to have the most back in him. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I I'm haven't played sure. it since I was a kid, and I didn't do the research on that because I thought I knew. I feel like whoever had the most balls back inside of Mr. Bucket when, when he, he stopped. stopped. Yeah, That's how I remember it, but I think the commercial jingle, another great commercial jingle. Go ahead, yes. sing it. I don't want hey, you go for it. <laughs> it goes like this. I'm Mr. Bucket. Yeah, the ball off the bottom of my mouth, I'm Mr. Bucket. Yep. Something, Classic. something, something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mr. Bucket. <laughs> Buckets of fun or something yeah, like that. Mr. Bucket had he like made noises too while he did his thing. He did, oh yeah. yeah, he put on yep. a show, he Mr. Bucket. Mm-hmm. Quite the showman. He, he was using every ounce of those two double A batteries. <laughs> <laughs> to keep him... <laughs> three double A's. Three double A's. Sorry, Mr. Bucket. My bad. My fault there. But yeah, I mean, played a lot. And the cool thing that I, I in the little bit of research I did on this, I found out that Mr. Bucket's used in therapy sessions with sensory depra- deprivation, like children and teens. Because it helps with hand-eye coordination. Oh yeah, really, it's a, it's man, a, Mr. Bucket, serving the man, world in more ways a, than one. Yeah, but me and my brothers played this. The kitchen was the perfect spot for it. All those bowls are oh, yeah, rolling. Got to have that nice, uh, solid floor. Can't and, put Mr. Bucket on the carpet. And it you're ain't kind gonna of work right. Boxed in, so if he shoots it, if he's mm. in like near a corner and he pops that thing off the, the mm-hmm. washing machine, or I'm sorry, the dishwasher. Yeah. Ooh, that thing's got a ricochet effect, and yeah. you're scrambling around in a circle. Just watch out for the shards of glass. One man gang just went through the toaster <laughs> oven. That's a callback for you, long-time <laughs> listeners. Mr. Bucket used to piss me off because he would, you know, you'd be playing with your cousins, right? And he'd spit their ball out, and it would go a little bit. He'd spit the next one out, and then you're like, oh, I'm next. He'd shoot that ball all the way across the damn room. <laughs> <laughs> never won, Mr. Bucket. Yeah, you're ready to field that ground ball. Like yeah, you got to be. You're you never in know. position, and then he spins his 360 and yeah. fires it the other way. It's like, God damn, Mr. Shoot, Bucket. Shoots a knuckle, knuckle ball at you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and the, the, the balls, too, they were like, uh, they had like slots in them. They weren't just mm-hmm. like a solid ball. It was, so they had, they had some. They could get some pickup. Yeah, they were a little unpredictable. They were kind of yeah. like knuckle balls when they came out. Mm. The perfect, like. I don't want to say preschool game because you could be older to play it, but that Mr. Bucket was a game, you know, you're four or five years oh, yeah. old. Yeah. Per- yeah. Perfect game, right? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Little kids. Yeah. And it's still made to this day. That's awesome. Not that I wouldn't play it now because I would. Yeah. I would. <laughs> yeah, I would destroy a, my kids in it, Mr. Bucket. <laughs> it had its run, had about, I think it was 98 is when Mr. Bucket got retired. Mm. And then in 2007, Pressman brought him back. He's like, you know what new, the world needs? <laughs> Mr. Bucket. Whole new back. generation. 
the original Mr. Bucket is what it's uh, labeled as too. So Pressman made sure to get that out there. Oh, sure. that's and that's then cool. as we talked when we had that interview, um, as he mentioned, like a lot of times it was just getting a deal done with the inventor, the creator of the game, right? Yeah. And they just sold the rights to them. Milton Bradley just said, "Yeah, we're not doing anything. We're with out it. of the bucket business. <laughs> Moving on." Pressman <laughs> moves in, and and yeah, I believe it, it ran a ten year run or. Uh, from 2007 to 2014, it had a run, and then they brought it back just a couple years ago, and it's still still going. You can still get it. So I feel like it's one of those games where as kids grow up, it's back for a few years, yeah. and then they mm-hmm. wait for like a next line of kids. Next crop of young uh, and then, and Mr. Then, Bucket ground ball specialists <coughs> yeah. to come up. So yeah, you think about it, it's one of those games where if you have it, you know, you're going to... It has like a couple of years shelf life, and sure, then yeah. it's, and then it's done, and then you're gonna garage sale it, hit the garage sale circuit, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then and then it just ends up in some lonely basement somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, you know what? We need more Mr. Buckets on the shelves. Yep, Holding the world, the, kids the world supply of Mr. Buckets are. They haven't had the hand me down. So basically, well. if you want to watch the Toy Cast guys play Mr. Bucket, let us know. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> this would be a good area. Yeah, this is yeah. This carpet would work for Mr. Bucket. Yeah, yeah because it's a short carpet, so yeah. And you know, it could bounce off the counter here, bounce off the. Leg oh, there's a lot of little crevices. These balls. Can oh roll yeah, going under. underneath the video game cabinet would be a problem. <laughs> Strategy. <laughs> anyway, let's move this turbo on. You guys are all right, Dave. You can sit pretty, man, because um, you get a little break now. I'm stretch my legs. <laughs> a Mr. Bucket. We have landed on the Dream Phone. Ooh, this one. I picked this one for the ladies. Yeah, you know of what I mean. Absolutely. Dream Phone is a game that I personally did not play until mm-hmm. six months ago. Wow. Okay. But yeah. it's been around forever. It came out in 1991. Milton Bradley, right? Yep. Um, of all the games on the list today, boys, Dream Phone mm-hmm. by far the most valuable game. Oh yeah. Used, incomplete, hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Expensive game, and I think it speaks to how important it was for so many young women in the 90s and probably even after yeah you know my wife loves dream phone her her and my sister-in-law they played it you know their whole adolescence right and the the copy of dream phone that we still have is her childhood copy so we never had to like rebuy it so she's had it forever and now that her daughter's a little bit older let's play dream phone yeah Real quick, Dream Phone. So, have you guys ever played Dream Phone to, to begin? No, I remember the commercial, but I mm-hmm. never played it. I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm going to say no. Right. Yeah, because as young kids in the 90s, boys, like yeah. you wouldn't be caught dead playing Dream Phone, right? right. It just wouldn't, Wait, just wouldn't even have interested us back then. I did play Mall Madness, but Mall Madness Dream for Phone. sure. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so Dream Phone, I, I guess I, the easiest way to describe it, it's kind of like Clue in a way. Okay. Like It's almost like a whodunit where it's like... Who you're killed my date? Kind, you're trying to find out who, what uh, boy called you? What boy called you? Basically, yeah, and what, yeah, yeah. Wh- who's you know what boy is your prospective boyfriend? Basically, and, right. and you figure this out through like a series of questions that you're gonna you know take a list of 20 candidates and you're gonna whittle it down you know through you know trial and error. Okay, it's not this guy. It's not this guy. Eventually, you're gonna get one. Yeah. And when you find out, oh, like oh. This is, I'm pretty certain it's Steve, right? Yeah. You pick the phone up, and each the, each one of these boys has a little card with a dedicated phone number on it. Okay. And then you just call it. You just dial Steve's phone number, boop, 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 and you pick up the phone, mm-hmm. and he's either going to go, you're right, <laughs> I really like you, and that's how you win the game. Or he'd say, like, you're wrong. But pretty fun game, honestly, playing it. I'm like, this is fun. Oh. So, like, all the dudes are on the board. They're all doing different things. They're in different stores. They're wearing different clothes. They're eating different food. And... 
each round you get one opportunity to call one of the boys, call them, and they're going to give you a clue. They're going to say something like, he'll eat almost anything except pizza. And then you look at the board and you're it's like, not okay. Billy at the pizza then, you, then you look and you're like, oh, well, Charles is eating pizza in his hands, yeah. so it ain't him. So you cross him off the list. And you just do that, you know, however many rounds it takes until one person wins. But classic 90s game. So that basically, big, giant, yeah. Poly dangerously style Yo, cellular phone. Now I want to play. Hot pink, you know? Mm. Great, great game. So basically, they took a murder mystery and just spun it for girls, <laughs> basically. It took like Clue yeah. and yeah. Guess Who, basically, yeah. Like, yeah. and then threw a, threw a phone in there. Game that game like that can't work now though. Like unfortunately, like, why is that? Because well, I mean, like do the new generation, mm-hmm. you can't re-release a dream phone nowadays because the kids are coming up with iPhones and smartphones. Oh sure, no one's nostalgic gonna who, for a Zach Morris yeah. style cell phone. And you're gonna right. know who like called you. Um, you know, you almost I almost have to like reboot Dream Phone as like a like a anonymous message. Who star sixty nine me from yeah, from man. like a like a. I don't even know what this Facebook's not not the cool thing with the kids these days, but whatever the the app is, whatever you think it is, it's two th- <laughs> it's two things newer than that. Right. Yeah, the, the, right. the, the the mystery avatar with a mysterious <laughs> name sent me a message. Right. Let's find out who this boy is. Yeah, if Dreamphone existed now, you'd be swiping left and right and stuff. Yeah, it just right. wouldn't be it just wouldn't be the same. Yeah. Billy slid into my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what it would be asked. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, no, that sounds like a pretty, pretty cool game. It's a cool game. It's a perfect, like, think about growing up in the 90s as kids at your yeah. slumber yeah. party or, you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're staying the night at your buddy's house. There, we, you were, we were playing board games, right? Absolutely. Dream Phone was like the female version of that. It like, you know, every little girl thinks about, you know, having a boyfriend or, well, this boy likes me. And you're taking this game and you're just making it fun and interesting and makes total sense. Man. Yeah. Now I want to play Dream Phone. Well, hey, I got a copy. Come on over. Yeah, we can we'll play. To, we can that abso- would be a video. We can absolutely play Dream Phone <laughs> That would if you guys be a video, want. yeah. We would have to, uh, yeah. Right, are we ready yeah. to spin? Mel- Melanie and Josephine would probably whoop us at that I game, mean, that's though. fine. They should. They should. I don't want to go on a date with uh, with Billy, so hopefully I would lose. All right. Yeah, I mean, Billy might be a cool guy.
Oh man, are we just like doing everyone's in a row today? Scramble. Oh, this is the one I've been waiting to talk about. All this right, is the it. one I've alluded to multiple times, right? <clears throat> so Scramble, 1991, Milton Bradley, just like Dream Phone. Yeah. Um, I think before I even talk about Scramble, I'm going to pull up the commercial to Scramble. It's okay. only 25, 30 seconds. You just want to sing the song again. I want the whole world to hear this jingle. <laughs> Sound like Bruce Springsteen singing that song. <laughs> scramble, scramble. Uh, I mean, I played the commercial. I don't even need to talk anymore. We no, just I move mean, on. It literally explains yeah. the rules in the ad. And uh, yeah, it's like dodgeball, right? So yeah. it's this foam. It's like a big giant foam dice is yeah. what it looks yeah. like, right? And each side has a specific color. And the specific colors of the dice, there's wristbands. So I think it's a four-player four game. So I'm hot pink, you're lime green, Dave's orange, and the, somebody else is purple. And you're rolling this dice. And when the dice rolls, if your color comes up on the dice, you run and grab the ball, and now you're just trying to chuck this ball at all the other people that are scurrying away and trying to get away. You throw the ball at, I throw the ball at Dave, I hit him, he's mm -hmm. got to give me one of his wristbands. Right. <clears throat> I throw the ball at Dave, he catches it, I got to give him one of my wristbands. That happens, then you roll again, you just keep going, and the objective of the game is to collect six, six wristbands. First guy with six wins the game. Mm -hmm. So fun. So awesome. You can't get hurt by a foam dice. So you wouldn't no, think so. There's no, <laughs> no headshots, Joe. No, but classic game. Love yeah. Scramble. We, me and my sisters played it so much. In and the now night. we can't even find one. No, I went on an eBay deep dive, and I've actually done this multiple times in the last two years. Like every six months, I think of Scramble. I'm like, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I'm going to buy it for the kids. We're going to play Scramble. Yeah. It's never for sale. Like you go on eBay right now, none, not even a, you know, none, not even like an incomplete one is for sale. So who owns the license now? Is it still the <sighs> same company? I know. I mean, it came out in 90, 91. It was around a couple years. Milton Bradley. I would, I have no idea. Man, someone needs to re-release that. But excellent game. You guys ever play it? No, um, but no, I want to. Did you ever to. hear of it? You remember yeah, that jingle? Yeah, I remember the commercial. The commercial, the commercial I remember for and, sure. And you know what? I thought that commercial, I thought this was the dumbest game ever when that commercial <laughs> came out. I'm like. It's awesome. I'm like, we just could play dodgeball, guys. Like, With wristbands, we, yeah. We don't even need the wrist. The wristbands were stupid. It was like, we, that, we, we were like, you know, me and my brothers and the kids on my, my neighborhood, like the friends yeah. we grew up with and play games with, it's like, just play well, at least if you only had three people, fun. at least the wristbands would help like make the game last longer. That's what I would yeah. say about yeah, dodgeball's fun, but you need like a decent amount of people. Yeah, or it's six, over, right? Yeah, uh, you could do a two on two. I mean, played many a two on two <laughs> games of dodgeball. Got to be good at blocking. And like the 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 foam dice had no people. Like, we're using a hard kickball style, like the hard rubber dodgeball we're firing at each other Jeez. i think scramble appealed to younger kids maybe yeah. girls maybe you know weak little children that don't want to get whipped in the head with a you know what i mean not dave getting used to getting scramble. hit by ljns I, I don't know about you but i was fine playing scramble with my foam dice right right we had to toughen up in the harvest i'm not household. chucking a uh 
rubber ball at my four-year-old sister trying to <laughs> knock her out. I love hey. her. I'm trying to be a good big brother. My my older brother <laughs> was unrelenting with a dodgeball. He had no problem putting welts on my body. Concussing you. While you <laughs> Dave, I couldn't find the ball. Let's use a one-man game. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we were... <laughs> Three Brothers was tough. I mean, yeah, no, if I, I had sisters, it might have been a different story. But. Right. You'd be playing Scramball like me. Probably. Yeah. So anyway, anyways, guys, if you got a lead on Scramball, I'm your buyer. Let me know. Yeah, hit us up. All right, let's spin this wheel. This is an odd turbo. It's it doing everybody Dave. in... Oh, no. Okay, so we're going to we're gonna our first mix up here. Forbidden Bridge. Joe just sitting back. And I know. It's like, what am I doing? No idea. What you don't this remember is. the commercial for? for no. Oh so man, can't even picture it. Yeah, go ahead. Joe. The bridge is forbidden. It had like the Temple guy, right? So it came out in 1992 by Milton Bradley, right? Man, Milton Bradley all over this. Dude, all over this pod. So Forbidden Bridge was cool. I loved the layout of the board, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like a long rectangle, right? And you had your little explorer guy, and you had two game pieces, and he would sit in a canoe, right? Uh-huh. And you would start at the start of a river and you move down your spaces and then you would have to climb up a cliff to get to the top in order to cross the bridge okay to get to the temple where the jewels were right and so think of the what's the dude's name from legends of the hidden temple the big rock guy oh oh omac yeah it's it's pretty much like him right Uh and carved into the rock and he's got his two hands i think they're hands or something that holds the gems yeah and your object is to Go across the river, climb up the cliff, get across the bridge, retrieve two jewels, and go all the way back. Okay. But the catch is the Forbidden Bridge rocks. And so you would roll your dice, and if if whoever rolled got the the piece that showed the the idol, you would have to push the idol down, and it would shake the bridge. Oh, And so your guy would either come toppling over, or your jewel would fall out of your backpack, Mm -hmm. and then that jewel is like live for every other player to get. I see. So it's a pretty, it's not a complicated game, but I mean, there's a lot to it, and uh, it could take a while. Yeah. Like, this bridge is knocking your ass down into the water over and over again. Man, it sounds like a fun game. That like idea of, you know, last time we did this pod, we talked about um, uh, Fireball Island, yeah, right? Like yeah. that aesthetic of it's, looking for jewels and bridges. Yeah, being in and, the jungle and stuff. Yeah, that yeah. like Jumanji type. That's like, exactly you know what, what I mean. Yep. Like that was that's that to this day. That's like a whole category in the board yeah. game space. Is yeah. like that. You know, you're Indiana Jones basically Pretty trying much. to do something. Pretty much. But shout out to the fellow Joe who brought that Fireball Island in. I know. Yeah, we still got to play that. <laughs> <laughs> one, honestly, one day we need to just set aside and just play like eight board games in a row. Yeah, right. for okay, sure. No, for sure. But uh, no, the funny thing you mentioned, uh, Legends of the because that's how I remember seeing the commercial for Forbidden Bridge, was watching Legends oh, of the Oh, really? Uh, I mean, it makes perfect yeah. sense. It was probably one of the prizes. I, I think it was, yeah. too. It's like, I don't even know what this game was. I never got it. I thought it was like a game off of that or something. So that's all I remember associating with it. I never played it, but it sounds like a heck of a game. It was fun. It was uh, challenging, but a lot of fun. All right. We got three left. We got three left. Are they all Milton Bradley? Uh, mine two are. I know mine isn't. Okay. All three of yours you chose today are Milton yeah. Bradley? Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't plan it that way. I was right on the line. All right. We landed on Splat. This is a game I remember. You, um, I would hope so. So mm-hmm. Splat, let me look at the year here. This is 1990 Milton Bradley. And uh, Splat was a cool game because it came with Play-Doh. 
Right. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Play-Doh. But Real quick. Is yeah. it official Play-Doh, Play-Doh? Or I, is think it it was. Oh, it was I think it was. Oh, it was Play-Doh brand I think it was. I'd have to double check. but mm-hmm. So I think it came with four different colors of Play-Doh, right? Yeah. It came with a bug maker, and then it came with like a giant hand that you would use to splat the bugs. Yeah. So what was cool is you would make your own game pieces out of the Play-Doh. That is sweet. So you, each player would get two bugs. And I mean, it's a simple board. It just goes around, and then you would roll. You'd move your guy. If you landed on a splat spot, mm-hmm. you would draw a card. The card would have a bug on it and a corresponding color. So if your bug happened to be on that color, you were getting splatted. <laughs> you would take the hand, you would splat the bug. And then that player would have to make a new bug and go back to the start. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. The first person to get two bugs across the finish line would win. It's a fun game. Right? Very simple, very simple fun. but fun. You yeah. know, bringing the Play-Doh dough into the board game space. I don't think there was a game before that that did anything like that. Not right? that I can think of. Not that no. I'm aware of either. I know this was hard. What game was banned? We weren't allowed. We weren't a Play-Doh house. We weren't allowed to have Play-Doh. Really, your mom like put the ban on Play-Doh. Yeah, we My mom never Play-Doh. cared about like Play-Doh yeah. wasn't. Play-Doh was, it wasn't. I like didn't it really was, care about Play-Doh as a like kid, but, but Splat I liked playing. Yeah, it sounds like a sweet yeah. game. I know um, Missy was a big fan of Splash. She was talking me about it last night. Yeah, she's like, I love. Splat. I'm picturing Dude, the box. I'm picturing the box and the color. I'm picturing like green and pink. Is I, that I right? think so. Yeah, I, I can just picture that art. Yeah, awesome game. Cool game. Milton right. Bradley. Dude, all over. Smashing little Play-Doh guy. It sounds like a. Blast I mean, yeah, though. it was great. <laughs> and the, even the hand when you would splat it, it had the splat logo. Like embossed on it, so it would be on the Play-Doh. Which You're like, cool. I don't want to play. I just want to be the guy in charge of splatting all I the I mean, bugs. yeah, of course. Was it, was it weighted, the splatter? No. <laughs> was it weighted? <laughs> no, you just pushed it down. Oh, you you forced it down. You, you forced, forced it down. It down. Yes, okay. yep. So it was, was just like, in the shape of an open hand, and you would you would splat. Picturing like a button you push, and this plastic hand just slaps, that would be cool too. Though. Slaps the play doh, and I'm like, how does it smash it? So you get to smash <laughs> you, it. You, it's yeah. just yeah, splat hand. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. It is cool. All right, we got two left. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. I don't mind. I'm not sure what yours is, Joe. Let's see. All right. Well, we are ending That's with my joke. last pick. And the, Joe gets three in a row there. <laughs> the 13 Dead End Drive. This is a classic game. This is a super classic game that I um, didn't really play mm-hmm. until I was much older. Didn't play this game as a kid. What year to come out? I feel like this had to, to come out. You. This had to come out a couple years later than the ones. This we've been came out. About. In 1993 by Milton Bradley. Mm -hmm. So this is basically kind of like Mousetrap meets Clue, but kind of not. Okay. Because it's kind of a whodunit, but the the play mechanics are a little different. So it's this this mansion, right? And Aunt Agatha is her name. (laughs) And she, she meets her unfortunate demise, right? And her will is left... Um, well, she has a fortune, and in her will, she leaves it to somebody, right? And there's all these different characters who, are they all related to Aunt Agatha? I don't know. One's a gardener, one's a chef, one's her boyfriend, one's her hairstylist. Yeah. So all these characters are in the mansion, right? Uh-huh. And the whole point of this game is you're not one specific character, but you're kind of in control of everything. So yeah. it doesn't, any player can move any game piece. Okay. Right? And you have four character cards in your hand, right? So you could have the gardener, the chef, the boyfriend, and the hairstylist. Those are your four people that are on your team. Mm-hmm. And then you would look at the picture on the wall, right? So at the start of the game, you would remove 
Auntie Agatha. And whoever's picture is on the wall is the person who's getting the fortune. Oh. So your goal, if you don't have that person, is to kill that person. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Dang. Yes. If you guys have ever wondered, is there a game out there marketed to little kids where the goal is to kill everybody? <laughs> this is it. <laughs> 13 wow. Dead and Drive is it. So yeah, and you would go around the board and there was different traps. There's five rooms on the board. Each room had a trap. And uh, your goal is to move whoever's on the board or the wall. If you're not them, you want to get them in a trap space and spring the trap. Yeah. And if you have the card of that if you person, have the your goal is to get away to from get every To get to the trap. door to get oh. out of the mansion so you can get away with your money. Wow. It's a crazy game. Sounds like a blast. It's fun. It's Sounds very like fun. I know, and I don't remember anything about this game, but when I read about it and then hearing your description immediately, yeah. things a knife's out. And then Knives Out, Glass Onion, where you got to kill everybody. Yeah, yeah, pretty like much. Those movies. I'm going to say it. Yeah. I'm out for outlandish <laughs> takes. 13 Dead End Drive was the inspiration <laughs> behind the Knives Out movies. I mean, you might be correct <laughs> when you look at it. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's the whole idea of a murder, murder mystery, but in a board game form yeah, for kids. Right, because you're not, I mean, unlike Clue, you're not trying to figure out who killed who with what and where. You're just trying to murder everybody. Yeah, yeah. So you can get the money. Get that money, or yeah. escape out, escape or with your escape fortune out. if you're the one if, who has that. Exactly person. right. Yeah, also, it's like it's just so close to reality in a weird way, and that uh, <laughs> it I is. Mean, death just breaks up so many families, and it's terrible. True, <laughs> not lying. Not, not necessarily killing, but like it's all that money in the will. A lot of greed. <laughs> right. A lot of greed. <laughs> right. But it sounds like a hell of a game. It is a hell <laughs> like, of a I game. Have a blast it is it. a hell of a game. It's another one that should be on our list to play. That's, right. I bet you 13 Dead End Drive is an expensive game, right? I mean, it could be. I feel like it is. And it's very 90s. Like, the board is a 3D board. Lots yeah. of cardboard pieces you got to put together, yeah. snap together. Yeah. But, I mean, it would be a blast. Yeah, it's a big boy for sure. Yes. The box is large. Yeah, I thought when I was looking at it last night, it was like 60 bucks. Oh, Complete? really? I mean, I don't know. It was just like... Well, it, did it get re- re-released? I, I think it got released as like 13, 13 Dead End Drive or something like I that. I feel like it got a, a, it did get a re-release. Hmm. Just like uh, Forbidden Bridge did too a couple of years ago. I mean, if game's good enough, it's going to get a re-release. That's what yeah, I keep telling to. myself, that Scramble will one day come back. But We're praying. <laughs> Are we ready to spin even though there's only one left? Make that you got one more thing pop. to add Currently in here, Currently on the Amazon, 13 Dead End Drive, you can get in stock for thirty ninety eight. Oh, so that's a repop. The, the one that I'm seeing is 13 Dead End Drive with Clue Master Detective with 60 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's not too bad. All, All right, right, let's spin. spin. We only got one left. Spin that wheel. We're ending with the the oldest game on the list. The Ooh, I say the most. Yeah, probably the most. Oh, what word do I want to use? I want to say important, but the I mean, longest it, lasting. Yeah. The most probably the most widely, <clears throat> excuse me, played. Yeah. Right. Yes. 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 Rummy Cube, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my top two, three, maybe one favorite board game ever. Love it. Um, we talked all about it with Jim Pressman. We've said it multiple times. <clears throat> Go back in the archives, w- listen to that interview. We talk about the inception of the game, mm-hmm. um, created by a couple guys in Israel, brought to the United States in the 1970s, becomes a you know top, top-selling board game in 1977, and it is still popular to this day. People are still buying it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, just recently, in the last few months, we downloaded the Remy Cube app on our phone. Oh, Me okay. and my wife and my sister-in-law and Josephine, we all play Remy Cube. So, you know, it's one thing to be playing on the board. That's great. That's ideal. 
But, you know, when your family's out of state, like Megan lives in Maryland now, so we can just pick up the phone and play Rummy Cube. Right. Every day we're playing Rummy Cube. You don't even have to be here for me to whoop you. And there's a timer, 30-second timer on move, so, yeah. man, you can whip through a Rummy Cube game real quick. But huh. Maybe I'll have to download that. Excellent. Oh, please do. Yeah, I we should. Can, please. We can, we'll invite man. you to, Dave, you too. Please. I will. I'll, All right. I will invite you to games is like daily. A, is there like a family game room or what? Uh, there's a private- You send a request or you something? You send a request. Like, Dude, I would, let's do it. It's basically, I text you a code, and then you go to private room. Room, type in the code and we're all playing. Dude, let's do it. It's great. <clears throat> but yeah, Rummy Cube. I've played it a ton in my life, guys. You Rummy Cube. It's been Cube. a long time since I yeah, played. Yeah, a long time here. Played it as a kid. I don't I don't think I ever have played it as an adult. Yeah. But I remember it, we were thinking about downloading an app after the press interview and then just never it did. It never did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so Rummy Cube's just kind of like Rummy, which is a you know, a big card game in Michigan. Yeah. There's Michigan Rummy, and it's, you know, you're just trying to get straights or three of a kind, and the object of the game is to play all your tiles on the board. Um, really fun game, not super complex, like, rules. Once you know what you're doing, it's there, but, man, it can get complex because yeah. you can start doing moves and doing all sorts of different stuff. But really, really popular game, really fun game, game I've played for years and years and years. And I know, Dave, on the first pod we did about board games, you talked about Rook, the card yeah. game Rook. Kind of similar gameplay to okay. Rummy Cube in a way, where you're trying to get straights and you know three and four of a kind and what have right. you. But yeah, awesome game. Well, that's going to do it for Game Night 2. Game Night 2. We got, we got through all nine. Turbo brought us nine good ones, guys. Turbo, so fun. Turbo was a little crazy today. Yeah. All, all three Daves in a row, then two of Keith's, and then three of mine, and then one of Keith's. That was wild. Yeah, weird. We could never do that again if we tried. No. And we'll have to try in the future. We can always do a game night three, but that's not what's coming up next, guys. We've got a big one coming up next week that we are going to talk about in just a moment. So that's right, folks. Next week, we are coming back to you, and we're going back to where it all started. This is the founding father. Yeah. Yeah. The of Mount the pod. Rushmore of the Time Blaster Toycast podcast has... A couple faces on there. Maybe that's an episode in the future, but I think one that has to be on there, the George Washington, and that would be WWE Hasbro figures, WWF Hasbro figures, and they were going to Series 8? Yeah, baby. WWF Series 8 and 9. Hasbro figures from 1994. The founding father of the pod. Without Hasbros, there would be no Time Blaster Toy There would be no pod. It has been months and months since we talked Hasbros. So next week we're doing it, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Welcome to the Toy Cast. Toy Cast. You up the super soakers for the time blast. Time blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch pad. It's the time blast. Time of the Toy Cast. We know the facts well, straight out the half shell. Bringing that TGRI in the landfill. Yeah. Three Caballeros on the move, no duck bill. Cause they're the right brothers to take flight. It's so real. real. Every time last guaranteed to cover that. Uh. Be kind of rewind like blockbuster back. Yeah. Got reviews, have you looking for the red flag and bigger noses than Mark Summers on the the show hand, so get your notepad. We talking about collectibles. Collectible. Get to the seal, know the value is exceptional. Uh, As it can be from TV to the VHS, yeah. Power Rangers, Star Wars, yeah. He-Man, playsets, yeah. Transformers, G.I. Yeah. Joe with Deathstroke, yeah. Light Bryce with the glow, power from Nintendo. Nintendo. So many toys you will never know. Never know. Welcome to Toy Cast. Here we go.
This episode of the Time Blaster Toycast was produced and hosted by Dave Harbison, Joe D'Alessandro, and me, Keith Libra. We record live to tape from my shop, Time Blaster Toys, in Westland, Michigan. This episode was mixed and edited by Joe. Our theme song is by our pal, the talented Mark Cooper. Follow us on Instagram at Time Blaster Toys and YouTube at Time Blaster Toycast. If you have a question, comment, or idea for our show, you can contact us via the Time Blaster Toy Line at 734-494-2292 or via email at timeblastertoys at gmail.com. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see everyone next week.